Over 1,000 criminal cases have been dismissed in Riverside County. And some of those have included attempted murders, kidnappings, you know, serious and violent felonies. Meaning as if these crimes never happened. The accused criminal gets a free pass. Person walks free, it's not on their record, there are no consequences, and the injured party, the victim, they don't see their day in court, nothing. Public here in Riverside County, especially victims of crime, they're outraged about this. My guest today is Michael Hestrin, District Attorney of Riverside County. Defendants who come into our system, they're hoping for a dismissal. If they think that there's not a reasonable chance that there's a jury trial at the end of it, the system's gonna remain broken. Why are cases continuously being dismissed in Riverside County? And will there be any impacts? Stay tuned for an insider's perspective. I'm Siamai Korami, welcome to California Insider. We want to thank you for being part of the California Insider community. This holiday season, sign up for a chance to win our special California Insider giveaway at cagiveaway.com. Our lucky winners will receive a full subscription to the Epoch Times newspaper. You'll get a weekly print paper delivered to your door, plus access to all the Epoch Times digital content with Epoch TV, where you can watch popular shows like The Larry Alder Show, Crossroads, and many more. What a better way to celebrate the holidays than having a reliable source of honest news delivered right to your door. Sign up today at cagiveaway.com and happy holidays. Michael, it's great to have you on. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. We want to talk to you about cases getting dismissed in Riverside County. There's almost a thousand plus cases that were dismissed recently. Yes. Can you tell us what's going on? Sure. So um, if, if I could back up a little bit. So during the, the lockdowns that resulted from the, the pandemic, um, our justice system, criminal justice system in Riverside County, we faced a shutdown. But it was only really a partial shutdown. So the intake, the police kept arresting lawbreakers and we kept charging them with crimes. The difference was during the shutdown is their case would be put off too far into the future and basically nothing was happening uh, to resolve the case. So, you know, we weren't trying that many cases compared to, to pre-lockdown uh, and we weren't uh, settling as many cases compared to pre-lockdown. So the, the court closures was really a, you know, partial closure. So were people out on bail or were they just, were they waiting? How was, it, how was the process? Out on bail, waiting, and significantly and importantly, the time restraints that we normally function under in the criminal justice system were waived. So, you know, defendants have a right to a speedy trial once they're charged, but because of the pandemic and because the courts were closed for, you know, for the safety of the public, those, those time limits were waived. So they, were, they stayed waived for two years. October 7th of this year, 2022, uh, those waivers ended. The next Monday, October, next Monday or Tuesday, October 11th, it, we began, this, this court began with mass dismissals. So what they had basically did is there was a huge, we call it a backlog, but there was a huge number of cases set for trial after the pandemic. And you can imagine why the, the, the system was partially closed and yet it, it was allowed to accumulate cases that we charged. So we ended up on that day, October 11th, with 2,800 cases pending for trial. Immediately what the court did is they said, 
well, this backlog or the pending cases was not caused by COVID. It was caused by a judicial shortage. And so they used that as a way to not grant any short continuances to wait for a courtroom to open up. And that has led to this policy that they have of mass dismissals. So as of today, since October 11th, they have dismissed over 1,000 criminal cases. The vast majority of those have been misdemeanors, but we have had about 70 felony cases dismissed, and some of those have included attempted murders, kidnappings, you know, serious and violent felonies. You mentioned a case getting dismissed, all these cases getting dismissed. What does it mean? Well, le legally, it means it's, it's as, as if it never happened, as if the person was never charged. So person's charged, they're innocent until proven guilty, right? That's our system. So that charge doesn't stick on their record or, or provide them any consequences until either one of two things happen. They are found guilty by a jury or a judge, or they plead guilty in, in a plea bargain or directly to the court. And so if a case is dismissed prior to that, nothing happens. Person walks free, it's not on their record, there are no consequences, and the injured party, the victim, they don't see their day in court, nothing. Can you explain some of these cases for our audience to understand what, what are these kind of cases like that they decided to dismiss? Well, so let's start with the misdemeanors. So it really runs the gamut. You know, um, we've got misdemeanor domestic violence. We've got misdemeanor sexual battery. Uh, DUIs are misdemeanors. So imagine all those cases, many, uh, up over a thousand, um, have been just dismissed. So the criminal, the, the accused criminal gets a free pass. And when you're talking about domestic violence or sexual battery cases, uh, there's, a there's a victim there and they're, they're outraged. I mean, they're going to court and they're pleading for the judge not to dismiss their case. And many of the domestic violence victims, for example, have also criminal protective orders that, that are in place for the, their abuser. And those also get dismissed when the case gets dismissed. So you can, you can understand that the public here in Riverside County especially victims of crime, they're outraged about this. As, as to the felonies, as I said, it's, it's many of them are serious and violent felonies. So the logic from the court was that we're, the court system was that we're too busy, we have too many cases, and we can just drop the ones that don't matter, or they are? They wouldn't say that. They would say that the backlog was caused by chronic judicial shortage or lack of judicial resources. So this is a, a tough one because there, there have been a lack of judicial resources. As long as I can remember, as long as I've worked here, which is I'm on my third decade of working in Riverside County, um, there have been too few judges per, for the population. They said actually it's 3.7 for every 100,000. 100, yes. In California, other counties on average, is, uh, it's, it's about 11, over 11 per 100,000, right? Is that? There, yes, but th there are some counties that have an abundance of judicial resource, abundance of judicial resources. Riverside County has had too few for decades. But in the last 10 years, for example, and I've been the DA for eight years, we have not had a single case dismissed for lack of a courtroom, even though we've had this you know, lack of, of judicial resources. Additionally, there are other counties, so we have 3.7 uh, judges per 100,000. Um, Sacramento County has, I believe, 3.5 judges per 100,000. They also had a, a backlog of pending criminal trials. They didn't dismiss any cases. They worked through those cases uh, one by one, making sure that you know, they, 
they're doing the best they can to, to make sure that justice is done in each particular case, they, they were able to work through some of those, uh, the backlog. The way they did it was extending hours, bringing in retired judges temporary, on a temporary basis, uh, even night court. Um, and so, you know, our court has chosen not to do any of those things. Uh, what our court has done is simply say on any given day, uh, these are the open courtrooms, the rest of the cases that are set today get dismissed, regardless. And they're doing so on a uh, one-size-fits-all. As a matter of fact, they're reading a script that's been prepared and written by, I, pr I presume, the presiding judges. But all judges across this county are, are reading the same thing into the record as they uh, contend with the different facts. So that tells you that they're not actually considering the cases and considering the merits you know, on a case-by-case -case basis, which is what they're required to do. And what is the impact of something like this when you see cases getting dismissed? What can it do? Well, it's devastating. And, and let me explain why. C certainly in the individual case, you know, the individual victim, they feel let down for sure. But it's more than that. The, our criminal justice system really runs on, in some ways, the trust of the public. So they trust us to seek justice when someone is harmed, right? This erodes that trust. To, a, to a just an incredibly damaging degree. Uh, people are now getting the sense in Riverside County that A, the courts don't care, or the system doesn't work, it's profoundly broken. Uh, if they are harmed, you know, nothing's gonna happen to the person that harmed them. That, that's what's spreading around the county, word of mouth. That's what's you know, buzzing around our criminal justice system, and it's incredibly dangerous. Let me give you an example. 2,800 cases we started with. Um, we've dismissed over 1,000 uh, cases that were pending trial. As of last week, we still have 22 to 2,300 cases pending trial. The reason for that, even though they've dismissed 1,000 cases, is because the new cases coming into the criminal justice system, there's no incentive for those defendants to plead guilty even if they know they're guilty. Right? So normally, the way the criminal justice system works, if it's, if it's healthy and it's working the way it's supposed to, is that certain number of cases, the vast majority of cases, will end before trial, meaning that the defense will make us an offer, the prosecutor will say, okay, I think that's, I can live with that. Or, you know, it's not as much as I wanted, but, you know, we'll... So people admit, okay, I was yes. wrong, I made a mistake, I did this. And we'll, and we'll, co we'll come to a compromise and the case will be um, basically finished. There'll be, there'll be a judgment and a punishment given for that criminal conduct, but there won't be a trial. So this is a critical part of any criminal justice system across this state and across this country. We handle, Riverside County DA handles about 55,000 criminal matters a year. There's no way we could try all those cases, right? So we, we many of the cases they end before trial. Well, if those individuals know that there's no trial coming, if they think that they can get a dismissal by simply going along the process, what's their incentive to engage in plea bargaining? There's none. And we see that in the numbers. The, the vast majority of people are coming in and they're hoping for a dismissal. And, and that's the system now it truly is profoundly broken because of these mass dismissals in this policy. And I want to point out the, 
the pandemic and the and the court closures was all, were all over the state. We're the only county in this state that has these mass dismissals. The only one. And so it's a matter of policy from our judges here. And what about these people that want to get dismissed? So they who is telling them that wait for your case to get to get it dismissed instead of pleading? Well, of course their defense attorneys are, but I, but I don't blame the defense bar here because the, the defense attorney, a defense attorney, their obligation is to their client. That's the way our system is set up. So if they can get a dismissal, they're, they're ethically obligated to do that. Even if they believe the person's guilty, even if they know the person's guilty, they, they have an ethical obligation to do what's in the best interest of that client. And you know, if, if the judges are handing out dismissals, if I'm a defense attorney, I, I'm going to try to get one, right? I, I can tell you another story that's, I think, uh, illustrative of the problem. About three weeks ago, out in our Indio courts, and that happens to be where the vast majority of our dismissals are coming from, is in the eastern part of the county. For whatever reason, the stars lined up, and there were, across the county, there were no dismissals on one particular day. The judge came out, and, and the way we do it is in the morning, uh, the, the attorneys for both sides announce ready, if they're ready, and then in the afternoon, they go to a master calendar where they would be sent out to trial, and in this case, if there were no trials, their cases would be dismissed. So we get to the afternoon. The judge comes out from his chambers, and he says to the lawyers that are in his, in his courtroom, both defense attorneys and prosecutors, he says, I have three courtrooms. I'm going to be sending out three of you for trial. And then he went back. Well, there were 12 misdemeanor cases there for for trial that had announced ready for trial. So just this judge saying that there were three courtrooms, as, as soon as he went back in chambers, they immediately started negotiating. The defense attorneys said to their prosecutors, oh, you know what, I, I want that deal that we talked about a month ago. And what happened to those 12 misdemeanor cases was that 10 of them pled guilty. They, they came to a plea bargain. One of them got sent to trial and one of them got continued. That's how our system is supposed to work, right? So none of them were dismissed that day because of the, just the prospect of a jury trial. So until we get to that, back to that, where defendants who come into our system know that at the end of the process, whatever the, the criminal process is, and that involves you know, discovery and negotiation and, and, and maybe investigation on behalf of the defense, all those things, but at the end of it, if they think that there's not a reasonable chance that there's a jury trial at the end of it, th the system's going to remain broken. Do they think that this is going to have a big impact on the criminal justice system? You're mentioning the impact it could have. Like, essentially, people will stop believing in the criminal justice system here in this county, right? I, I think it is having a, a big impact. I hear from victims of crime uh, all, all, you know, from all walks of life, and, and they're contacting us, and they're... Uh, incredibly disappointed and they say things to us like you know we we depended on you we you know when we picked up the phone and called 911 that's because we believe that someone was going to come to help and that doesn't mean just the police officer that helps in the short term but it also means that if I'm harmed if someone hurts me that there's a process and that that person will face consequences for what they did but now we're saying to them sorry it's not that you didn't be victimized it's that nothing's going to happen. We shrug our shoulders and, you know, the person walks free. 
And that's very hard for people to accept and to understand and to, um, you know, accept as the new normal. And that's essentially what the courts here have said to the public, shrugged our shoulders. We don't have the resources to do our job. And so the, the criminals go free. Imagine if I did that. Imagine if I said, you know, I don't have enough prosecutors. And by the way, I am short of prosecutors. I have about 100 less prosecutors than, you know, some other big counties, neighboring counties. But imagine if I said that, if I said, well, we're going to stop prosecuting cases. Well, you know, I wouldn't be doing my job. And the courts have to do the best they can with the resources they have. They have to, you know, fight and scratch to set up those jury trials and, and, and have the, the room and the space available so that we, the lawyers on both sides, can go in and resolve our cases. And they haven't done that. And, and, and frankly, they're letting the public down in a big way. Has this ever done before? You've been involved with the criminal justice system here in the Riverside County for many years. Have you seen something like this before? There was a time um, in the 2006 or so, 2007, where we had to have judges from around the state come down here because our, our caseloads were too high and um, cases, a few cases were dismissed. But it was nothing like this. It was not mass dismissals, and it wasn't after a pandemic. Right, so that's the difference here. That, so it has happened once before, but not in the 10 years. You know, so I've been the DA for eight years. We haven't had any dismissals, I think, in over you know, 12 years now. Um, so it hasn't happened, and that's, that's important. After a, a worldwide pandemic like we just went through for the last couple of years, of course there's gonna be a hangover in the criminal justice system. And you know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here pretending that it's easy or that it's not um, a difficulty or a challenge or a burden to, to work through these cases. But that's what we do. That's what we get paid to do. And the judges uh, have to do the same. How does all this make you feel as being part of the, this system? I'm hot about it. I'm angry about it. I've, I, um, you know, I've been a prosecutor for 25 years. I'm in my third decade of service. It's an honor to represent the people in court. It always has been for me. And when I hear of an injustice of, of someone who was hurt by someone else, and then you know, the police come, they investigate, we charge them, we go to court, and a judge just dismisses it, you know, we, we all collectively shrug our shoulders, I guess, and say, well, too bad for you, the victim of crime. That, that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable and it's not sustainable. And so um, I'm angry, I'm outraged by this. And it's, it's not, I'm not gonna relent. I'm not gonna continue, I'm not gonna stop talking about it. And I'm never gonna change my opinion and think, oh, well, you know, the lack of resources really does justify all these dismissals. Nonsense, nonsense. We all do the best we can with the resources we have and the judges are no exception. Now, who's overseeing the judges? Like, is there any entity or body that you can go to or people can go to to, to say, okay, you know, we need, why is this happening? Is there? Sure. So the judges, um, they are sort of independent. Each of them are independent, but there are presiding judges here in Riverside County. Um, we have appealed their decision. So we're, we're now before the, the Fourth District Court of Appeals, uh, and we're, we're pleading our case. We believe that the judges are legally wrong on their argument as to why these cases need to be dismissed. And we took a particular case, one of the felonies, um, and we've appealed the case up to the appellate level. So we should have a decision on that, I would say by sometime, I'm hoping sometime in January. Um, and, and then hopefully that will help us 
convince the judges to, to go a different direction if, if the Court of Appeals agrees with us. Can you explain to us a little bit more about this case, why you picked this one, and so that our people, our audience understand, like, what kind of cases are getting dismissed? Sure. So the, the case that we chose was a felony that had been um, um, dismissed already. Okay, so with misdemeanors, we, can, we, can, we file a misdemeanor. If it gets dismissed, we can never file that case again. It's gone. With felonies, we get to refile, reinitiate one time. Okay, so you know, it's sort of said that we get two bites of the apple on a felony. That's sort of how, you know, how they, the analogy that we use. And so for most of the felonies that the courts have dismissed, we've refiled them. Of course, that doesn't, that doesn't solve the underlying problem because as we continue to you dismiss cases, dismissed, right? can get dismissed again, which is, that's what happened with the case that we uh, took up to the appellate courts. And it was a, it was a case of violence where an individual had, a, had attacked another person and then the case was dismissed the second time, so that case was going to be gone forever, it was that case that we chose to take up to the appellate courts. And most of these cases have victims, right? Is that when, when we hear about misdemeanors, we usually think like basic things like transpassing, you know, jaywalking, doing, is, is, are these cases right. like that or? So, so no, so jaywalking would, and some very minor things, that, that would be an infraction. Okay. So there's, there's three levels of crime. Infraction is like a speeding ticket, right, or jaywalking ticket. Um, and then there's misdemeanor, which you can, go to, you can do jail time for misdemeanor, but less than a year. And then there's felony, which you could do jail time or prison time for a felony. So these, these misdemeanors that are getting dismissed, many, many of them have victims, right? So, for example, re recently there was a case that we talked about in the, we put out a press release because it was a sexual battery case that got dismissed because the courts had failed to uh, get enough jurors. And so that was a whole nother issue that, that we're dealing with. But um, in that particular case, the victim was assaulted by someone in a sexual manner. And again, it, once the case is dismissed, nothing happens, it, it just goes away. Do you have any other thoughts for our audience? Sure. So I, what, I, what I would finish up by saying is that the criminal justice system depends on the trust of the people. The courts belong to the people. This office belongs to the people, right? So they, they vote me in, and the judges are also voted in. And there's a reason why our framers and our founders put those aspects of the people controlling the justice system directly, right? Um, we could have a system where the, the, the prosecutor was appointed by the governor, and other states have that. But our system is built so that our criminal justice system is directly accountable to the people. There's a reason for that. There's not a greater power. When you're talking about the power to adjudicate you know, crim crimes and, and seek justice on behalf of victims, uh, that, that has to be done. We can't, you know, that's not something that we can rationalize away or argue away or just simply throw up our hands and say we don't have the resources to do it. We have to do it. It's the most important thing that government does. If the government's not gonna do this, then my, I would argue that it shouldn't be doing much of anything else until it can get this right. And so we've gotta get back to basics. The courts need to open the courtrooms, try the cases as many as they can, and the system will get back into balance where we are um, disposing of the cases that should be disposed of. Michael Hestrin, District Attorney of Riverside County, it was great to have you on California Insider. Thank you very much for having me.